0: The title of what I'm sharing this morning is Walls Are Coming Down. Would you say that with me? Walls are coming down. Now say it with a bit of attitude. Walls are coming down. Amen. Please turn with me to Joshua chapter six, and we are gonna look at a story that vividly demonstrates the power of God. How many of you love it when stories show forth a miracle or the power of God? I really enjoy that, and we're going to look at this today. I believe our faith will be encouraged as a result. So we're in Joshua chapter 6, and we're going to look at verse 1 to verse 20. I don't apologize for reading longer portions of Scripture. I think it's good that we do that. So here we go. In Joshua 6, verse 1. It says, now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand. What a word from God. It's king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times. And the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. Now, by the way, every day after they did a circuit, they would blast a blast of the ram's horn. But then, uh, when it came to the seven days, then it would be a long blast. So, come to pass when you hear a long blast with the ram's horns, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people will shout with a great shout. And the wall of the city will fall down flat. Can you imagine as Joshua is hearing God telling him this? He's saying, Joshua, the wall is gonna fall down flat. Joshua must have been like suntan in his palate. Wow. <laughs> and the people shall go up every man straight before him. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priest and said to them, take up the ark of the covenant. And let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, proceed and march around the city, and let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. And so it was, when Joshua had spoken to the people, and the seven priests uh, bear, that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpet, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. I love this. It talks about the priority of the presence of God when we go into battle. And several times in these few verses, it talks about the ark, the ark, the ark. The ark of God's presence is so important. Verse 9. The armed men went before the priest who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard came after the ark when, while the priest continued blowing the trumpets. Verse 10, now, Joshua had commanded the people, saying, you shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth. Can you believe this? They are marching in at a solemn silence until the day i say shut then you shall shut so he so he had the ark of the lord circle the city going around it once then they came into the camp and lodged in the camp please jump to verse 14 and the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp so they did six days But it came to pass on the seventh day, everybody say seventh day, day. that they rose early about the dawning of the day and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. On that day only, they marched around the city seven times. And the seventh time it happened when the priest blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people, shout for the Lord has given you the city. Isn't that a powerful declaration? Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Now, on to verse 20 as we conclude this section. It says, so the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpet, and here it goes. And it happened. When the people heard the sound of the trumpet, can you hear that sound? And the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Do you hear that? There it is. The miracle happened right there. That the wall fell down flat. And then the people went up into the city. Every man straight before them, and they took the city. Can we bless the Lord for His mighty works? Amen. And it's interesting that it says that they went in every man straight before them. The Israelites were encircled around Jericho, the walls came down, and God supernaturally enabled them to walk straight in, from all around, they just came straight in. Does this uh, excite anybody, this passage of Scripture? It should excite you. If it doesn't excite you, then maybe your wood is a little bit wet. (laughs) So I want to tell you, there's coming a shout today. Are you ready a little bit later on when we're going to shout and see some walls coming down? Please keep your Bible open during our time of sharing. So I believe that God wants to teach us some truths related to the story, And I pray, oh God, please help us to grasp what you want us to grasp today. So I'd like to share three things from this passage of Scripture. And if you're making notes, please jot them down. Number one, see what God is seeing in your future. Let that just sink in for a moment. See what God is seeing in your future. Say this with me out aloud. See what God is seeing for your future. Now, let me explain the context a little bit. So, Jericho was the first battle that the people of God were undertaking as they were now possessing the promised land. This is the promised land, flowing with milk and honey, which was promised to Abraham some 500 years before. Little did Abraham know that there would be people in the land that would have to be removed so that God's people could take possession of the land. And so now, here is Jericho, and they are in lockdown. Can anybody relate to lockdown? (laughs) They're in lockdown because they're scared of the people of God. That's why it says nobody went out and nobody came in of Jericho in lockdown. The inhabitants were scared of God's people because the reputation of God's people and what God had done had preceded them. And the inhabitants of the land uh, of Canaan, they had heard about what God had done. They had heard how God had mightily delivered them with all the plagues out of Egypt. They had heard how God had opened up the Red Sea, and created this incredible deliverance. They had heard of other miracles that have taken place. They had heard how Joshua and the people of God had come across the Jordan River only recently, and so they were aware of the miracles of God, and therefore the Canaanites were afraid of the people of God. And now God's strategy, which he had given to Joshua, Would you agree that it seemed a little strange? I mean, come on, be real with me for a moment. Marching around the city, it seemed a little strange and even perhaps ridiculous to the natural mind. But you know what? It was a test. It was a test to see if God's people would operate in faith and obedience, It was a test of Israel's faith and their willingness to obey. Now, look at verse two in your passage in front of you. Joshua six, verse two. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, with an exclamation mark, I have given Jericho into your hand. Now, if you don't notice something about that little part that we just read, I wanna tell you God wants to reveal more to you about that. But I noticed two things. I noticed this word see, and then I noticed God saying, I have given. Firstly, in terms of the aspect see, would you please say the word see? Now, in order for you and I to possess our promised land, we have to see what God is seeing for our future. Do you realize that? You and I have to see with the eyes of faith. We need to have a picture in our hearts of what God is doing. And it's interesting that uh, in Hebrews 11 verse 30, we see that it refers to Jericho in Hebrews eleven thirty, You don't have to turn there. I'll just read it. It says, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith, because they were seeing something by faith and operating in obedience to God. Now, we know that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence which you have in your heart of things which you don't yet see. And I like to put it this way, that faith is seeing the picture in your heart before you see it in reality. You might wanna write that down. Faith is seeing the picture in your heart before you see it in reality and so i want to ask you what pictures are is god showing you in your heart what pictures do you have of what god's going to do in the future of what he's going to take you into i want to tell you i have a picture in my heart and the picture is of an auditorium an auditorium which is not this auditorium, but it is out there on the rest of our property, which is far larger, which God is going to use to accomplish his purposes in the future for Choose Life. Come on. I see a far larger auditorium. Now, this current auditorium is too small. And you might say, well, John, how can you talk about an auditorium that is too small when there's only 250-odd people here? Because I'm seeing beyond the walls of the pandemic and beyond the walls of Jericho into the promised land of where God is going to take us. And so this 1,400 seater is not big enough for what God wants to do in the vision that He has given us for here at Choose Life Church. But I'm seeing a picture in my heart. And God said to Joshua, see something. And I want to encourage you. Begin to see something. Begin to see what God is saying to you. Also, I notice this phrase which says, I have given Jericho into your hand. Now, would you notice that that is in past tense? The battle hasn't yet happened. But it says, I have given Jericho into your hand. In other words, before Joshua even lifted a, figure, a finger, it was already accomplished in God. I love the fact that God will declare the end from the beginning. It's almost like, you know, when you have a new shopping center development that comes up, while the ground has still got nothing on it, there's this board in front, and it looks so lovely with shops and people walking and palm trees and so on. It's kind of what God does. Before there's even anything to see, God declares the end from the beginning. He puts that picture in your heart. And so here he says, listen, I have given Jericho into your hand. I have delivered Jericho into your hand. So Jericho was already delivered into their hands. The enemy was already defeated. And that must have given Joshua great confidence. Because God had spoken. He had met with the angel of the Lord, and God had spoken and said, this is it. I wanna tell you, when you've got a word from God, you have got something extremely powerful. And do you realize that Joshua had actually received a promise from God, and it would be fulfilled a little bit later? Can I tell you that God loves to give you promises? Besides for all the promises in the word of the things that all of us as believers can partake in, he loves to speak to you about your future and he loves to say to you, I'm taking you there. I'm gonna bring about this. I'm gonna promote you in this situation. And he loves to give you promises. And I like what uh, Dr. Miles Monroe used to say. He used to say, when God gives you a promise, your future is created. That's powerful, man. When God gives you a promise, your future is created. So right now, God gives you a promise. You still can't see it, but in God, it's already done. Jericho is already defeated. It's already handed over to the people of God. And so these promises that we have from God are so important. So when your current situation doesn't look anything like the promises that God has given you, what do you do? Well, you keep on believing the promises of God and you keep on marching around the city of Jericho. You keep on believing, and God will change your situation. He is not a man that he should lie. God will change your situation. You know why? Because God is a promise-keeping God. Give him a hand of praise for that. He is a God who keeps his promises. And so we need to see past the walls, folks. See past those Jericho walls and see right into the promise that God has for you. Amen? Point number two of three things I'm sharing with you. The God who destroyed the walls of Jericho still wrecks walls today. Say that with me, please. The God who destroyed Jericho's walls still wrecks walls today. I kinda like the feeling of that. That gives me the sense of God being a mighty warrior who will destroy walls. Now, it says in Hebrews 13, verse eight, it says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I wanna tell you, we are serving the same God that was being served right back then with Joshua and the people of God. And if God could break down the walls of Jericho way back then, and he is the same, the good news is he can wreck walls today that are stopping you from entering into your promised land. And that should excite us. And so I wanna say to you that God will do it again. Let faith arise in the people of God. God will do it again. He will do it with you. He will do it with his church. He will do it with his people in the nation of South Africa. Now, Jericho was a very interesting city because it was a symbol of great strength and power and also military power. People in the region I mean, everybody knew about Jericho. It was seen as this invincible city. And uh, what's interesting is, obviously it was extremely well fortified, but in terms of the walls, what I discovered in preparing for today is that the walls were up to 25 feet high. And the walls were thick, up to 20 feet thick, just in terms of meters, that's walls up to over 7.5 meters high and six meters thick. Wow, those are some pretty heavy duty walls. The guards who stood on top of these walls, they could see for miles on end because these walls were so high and perhaps even the towers a little bit higher above that. And so it seemed really impossible that the Israelites could take the city. In the natural, it was completely impossible. But I wanna tell you, impossible situations with God, with God, they're not impossible. Come on. With God, those situations never intimidate him and they are not impossible. Because the scripture says, ah, Lord God, with you all things are possible. And let me just tell you this, I just wanna take a sip of water is that, do you know that some crazy people have tried to say that the the walls of Jericho, it wasn't a miracle from God. And they've tried to say, no, look, it was actually the steps of the people that were walking combined with the sound waves of the trumpets and their voices, and this caused resonant frequencies that caused the wall to crumble. Can you believe it? People with their humanistic idea try to take away the miracles that took place. But I say to that, what an absolute lie from the pit of hell. And I want to tell you, this what God did. It was the supernatural intervention of the almighty God that brought those walls down. It was a sheer miracle. It was a total and complete miracle that took place. Now, when we were chatting about this in the week, uh, together with pastors, the pastor's team, Pastor Andre Fenter pointed out something to me uh, about the walls going right into the ground. And I thought, wow, I've never heard that. So I thought I wanted to check out. And I did quite a lot of research. And I found it very interesting that many theologians believe, listen to this, that the walls descended into the ground like an elevator, like a lift going into the ground. The walls descended into the ground, and so the Israelites could then walk over, right over the top of this. They didn't have to go over mountains of rubble, but they could easily just walk straight before them. And I'm thinking, this is amazing. And by the way, excavations in that area seem to confirm this claim. Now, It's as though though the walls were literally swallowed up by the earth on that day that God moved. And I think to myself, wow, the power of God is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. Listen to what Adam Clark, a theologian, says. Both Jewish and Christian commentators have supposed that, listen to this, the ground under the foundations of the walls opened up, and the wall sunk into the chasm so that there remained nothing but plain ground for the people of God to walk over to possess their promised land. I love that. And you know what? Effectively, this means that as a result, the people of God could enter into the promised land and take possession without difficulty, Now I know sometimes when you are circling the walls of your Jericho and it's going on for a while, it can seem like quite a difficult thing. But you know what? When God actually brings the breakthrough, it is remarkable, the obstacles are removed and you just move in to what God has in store for you. And I believe that this is uh, indicated by what happened there. But the key is that you and I, we need to stay in faith and stay obedient. Please tell the person next to you, stay in faith and stay obedient. Tell them that. Now, what are some of the walls that you and I face nowadays? What are these walls that stop us from going into our promised land, into our inheritance? Maybe it could be walls of financial hardship Stopping you from entering into breakthrough could be walls of insecurity or the fear of man. God has called you to do some things, but you have this tremendous fear of man, and it's a wall that God wants to remove so you can possess your promised land. It could be a wayward child, and you know, that God has said the following to you. He said, all your children shall be taught to the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. But you've got this wayward child. You know God wants to bring peace into your family. I wanna tell you that this wall can come down by the supernatural power of God. Or maybe you might be experiencing that there's no breakthrough in your career. You've kind of been stuck hitting the ceiling time and time again, but you know that God wants to remove that wall. And I wanna encourage you, let faith arise because He is the God who still wrecks walls today. Or maybe you might be sitting here listening to me or listening online, and you have a passion for medicine. You know that God called you from young to be a doctor. And now at this point in time, you just cannot get in. You apply to this university and that university and you try this and this and this angle and so on. But you can't get in because there's walls. Well, I wanna tell you that God still wrecks walls today. There might be some people here, you feel called to full-time ministry. You know beyond a shadow of a doubt. That's what God has called you to do. That's a promised land he's taking you into. But there's walls that are stopping you. Well, I have good news for you today. That the God who destroys Jericho's walls, he still wrecks walls today. He wrecks walls today. And if we will steadfastly believe what God has spoken, then I believe and declare that walls are coming down in the name of Jesus and miracles will take place. Get ready, get ready. There's a shout gonna take place a little later on. I hope your voice boxes are ready to shout far louder than you shout for the bulls, okay? It's coming, it's coming. On to point number three. Let me just recap quickly. Number one, see what God is seen for your future. Number two, the God who destroyed Jericho's walls still wrecks walls today. Number three, my last point Don't stop on round six. Press through to your promise. Doesn't that sound good? Don't stop on round six. Don't stop. Press through to your promise. You see, you and I, we don't want to stop short of our breakthrough. You know, you could be so much closer than you think. Think about it. You could be so much closer than you think. Tell somebody next to you, don't stop on round six. Tell them that, please. Don't stop on round six. Now, by the way, it's easy to start marching like the Israelites started marching, but it requires determination for you and I to keep on marching when it's day three and four and five and six and then you're into day seven where you're doing a whole lot more than you've done before. And I I wanna tell you, let there be determination in your heart that you will push through and you will keep on marching because that's what we need to do. Now, just a little side issue here. I'll ask the question, why did the people have to keep quiet? I mean, the instruction was clear. Don't open your mouth. Don't speak for all of this time for these six days. I mean, why march in silence? And by the way, some people have said the greatest miracle of the day wasn't the walls coming down, but that the woman could stay quiet for six days. (laughs) By the way, my wife gave me permission to say that. All right? She did. I'm just teasing about that. But think about this. I mean, complete silence for six days and then for seven circuits, there is complete silence. Why? Why do they have to be quiet? Perhaps it was to steer away from negativity and wrong confessions with the mouth and grumbling. Because negativity, I wanna tell you, it will destroy Your faith. And so let's learn from this that sometimes when the process is long and you feel like complaining, you feel like murmuring, can I encourage you rather keep your mouth quiet, rather zip your lip, rather don't speak against what God is doing? And perhaps this is why Joshua said, because the people would have just moaned and complained. But notice, as we're looking at this, don't stop on round six and press through to the promise, notice there were six days of marching with nothing happening. And then after the six days, there were, on the seventh day, there were six rounds of marching with still nothing happening. You know what? Sometimes our six days Seems awfully long. Can anybody relate to this? And you've been marching, and you've been marching, and you've been faithful. And you know what? It just feels like such a long time. But are you are you prepared to keep on obeying God, child of God, even when you see nothing changing with your physical eyes? You know, I was thinking. If I was in charge over that battle and, and I was God in that situation, I would have maybe gone with the following idea. That, you know, maybe after they've gone around once, that the wall just comes down by half a meter. <laughs> I mean, some of you, who have you played Tetris? You know the game Tetris. And you get that all lined up and all the blocks, next thing, it goes down. Now, I would have personally thought of doing that. And then after day two, another half a meter comes down. And then, I mean, that keeps people motivated. But you know what? It doesn't work like that with God. And may I remind you that all His ways are perfect. And God had the perfect strategy, even though you and I maybe had some other ideas. But sometimes that's what's happening in our lives. It feels like nothing is happening. And I wanna say this to you, that when nothing is happening, that's why believers are called to walk by faith. So often we wanna see it, we wanna see it. And God says, no, I want you to trust me and I want you to walk by faith, not by sight. And I want you to see the picture in your heart of these walls coming down until you actually see it and I do a remarkable thing and only I can get the glory for what takes place there. Listen to this statement. I think this is powerful. If your progress is not obvious right now, it doesn't mean that your faith is not working. Some people, you're on round four, you're on round five, and you're marching around, and you're marching around, and you're at the point of wanting to give up, thinking that my faith is simply not working. And I wanna say to you, you could be closer than you think. Keep on living as if every round is round six, and you know what? Someday you will be right. But for us as God's people, we stay in faith, and we stay obedient to the purposes of God. And by the way, do you realize that in this process where God is taking you around Jericho and around Jericho, it's not as though it's for no reason? God is busy working at that point in time. He's working inside of you. He's busy preparing you for the promise so that when the promise comes, you will be ready for it and you will not blow up and mess up your opportunity, but you'll be ready. Because you would have been faithful in round one and two and three, faithful in the six rounds. That's why God, when He gives you the breakthrough, He knows you're ready for it because you will still be faithful to Him once the walls have come down. Amen? Amen. And so, here today, many of you are sitting with promises that God has given you, promises that He's spoken to you regarding your future. And I want to say to you that those are precious promises. Don't throw away those promises. And I want to say to you that God is speaking to you today. Those promises, even though it may have been a while, God is saying, push through to the promised land that I have for you. I have that as a word of the Lord for you. Keep on. Keep on marching. Push through to the promised land. Don't stop on round six. Your breakthrough could be around the corner. You might be on round six right now and getting into round seven and you do not even know it. What a shame it would be if you gave up just before your breakthrough. I wanna to say to you, child of God, stay in faith. Come on, stay in faith, stay obedient. And it says in Isaiah 1 verse 19, it says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land, and that's what happened with these Israelites as they marching round and round. You know what? They were willing and obedient, and they did eat the good of the land. I want to share one last scripture with you. You don't have to turn there, all right? But it really is uh, so relevant to what we're discussing today. It's Hebrews ten thirty-five to thirty-six in the NIV. And it says, so, do not throw away your confidence. This is as you are going around those walls. Come on, child of God, as you're going around those walls, and it's getting tough, and you feel like this is carrying on too long, and you feel like your feet are sore, you feel like you've got, I don't know, blisters on your feet and so on, do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere around these walls, I'm adding that in, so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised for you. Praise God. And so I want to tell you that when the people finally shouted and those trumpets were sounding, the massive walls began collapsing right into the ground and the people of God were victorious. Give the Lord a hand of big praise now. Amen. Now, would you stand with me? Stand with me right now. Stand, stand, stand. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Now, I wanna ask you that right there on the spot that you just begin to march as if you are one of those marching around the wall right now. Come on, everybody participating because I believe that this is an action step, a step of faith. You just begin to march and you just keep marching. You keep marching. Now begin to clap as you march. <laughs> begin to clap. <laughs> begin to clap. And I don't know if anybody's ready. Ready? But I wanna tell you that there's a shout about to come into this place. And as we are gonna shout, we are gonna see walls of Jericho in our lives, stopping us from our promised land coming down. Now, keep on marching, keep on marching. We're the army of God, keep on clapping, keep on marching. And now, would you lift up a shout of praise. Shout it out, keep on shouting. Keep on shouting and marching. Keep on shouting. Keep on shouting. Lift up a shout as those walls come down. We're going into our promised land. Lift up a shout of praise one more time. And would you see with the eyes of faith that walls are coming down. Walls are coming down. Walls are coming down. Now put your hands together and just bless the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands to the Lord right now. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Your word is powerful. We've received it. And Lord, we thank you that you are determined to get us into the full experience of Of the promised land. We thank you, Lord, as we were just marching and clapping right now. You use a simple thing like that to impact the spirit realm. And we see walls that have hindered us. We see those walls destroyed, pushed right into the ground. And now we walk over on top of those walls into everything that you have for us. But I thank you, Lord, that we as your people will be a victorious people. We want everything you have for us. Thank you for the promised land. Thank you that the promised land is ours. Thank you that every place on which the sole of your foot shall tread, you have given to us. We bless your marvelous, matchless name. In Jesus. And everybody says aloud, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord one more hand of praise. Shout for God has given you the city. Hallelujah.